Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast this week. I hope January is off to an amazing start for you. It has been chaos over here, as I mentioned last week, but I am excited to bring you another um, hopefully very helpful episode, whether you are brand new to Etsy, you are considering Etsy for 2024, or you just want to grow your existing shop. Um, I think it's like so helpful to talk to somebody who's been in the business for at least longer than you, but in my case, since 2016, and just maybe shorten the track for you a little bit on the tools that can really help. And um, so I have a list. I have compiled it. It's either 25 or 26 different tools that I use for different things in my Etsy shops. You don't have to use all of them. You don't have to use any of them. Some of them are free. Some of them are paid. I'm going to give you the skinny today on what I use and why I use it and how I use it so that hopefully it'll help you in your shop as well. And I will, um, if you don't know this yet, I'm like the queen of show notes. So for any episode, you can go down you know, below the episode wherever you're watching and there will be some notes there. And then if you click over to the website, like I have like a blog section for um, with like a, a basically a blog entry for every single podcast that has so much. So for this episode in particular, that's going to be really helpful. I am not going to put all 25 links right here below, <laughs> right here below the episode. I think it'll overwhelm the platforms because it's so much, but it will have a link for you to click over to the blog post. And that's where you will have you know, if I have links, uh, well, I'll have a link for everything, but if I have a coupon code or I have a tutorial or something like that extra, it'll all be over there for you. So I am hoping to streamline this and just maybe get you results faster with some of the shortcuts and tips that I have. Before that, I have a few things that I wanted to do. The first thing I'm going to do is tell you um, the specials that I have going on right now, because it is the beginning of the year. People are wanting to sharpen their skills. And so I have a few special things going on for you for that. And the second thing I'm going to do is give you a quick update on my digital product shops um, before we get into this list. So let me do that for a minute. Um, I know some of you have been asking like, hey, like what's happened since um, our last chat about like what you're doing with them, AI products. And so I want to fill you in. So first of all, here are the deals happening right now. I have an Etsy course. It's designed specifically for handmade sellers um, in, in the sense that every single example is pretty much going to be handmade. And it's going to have things like how to, sh- you know, how to ship, how to price, very handmade focused. If you're not in handmade, you could still benefit from it in the sense that it talks about the Etsy marketplace, how to find demand, mindset, goal setting, SEO, photos. There's lots there that would be relevant to you. Um, But I also, on my recommended resources page, have courses um, with people that I partner with that are specific to things like print on demand um, or digital products. And, And the reason that you might care is if you're a beginner, 
You might want someone like Jenny from the Shops course who literally shows you click by click how to set up your print on demand shop and integrate it with like Printify. Like that's not going to be covered. But anyway, so if you're in the physical product space, especially my course is massive. It's over 20 hours of content. I share every secret I know about Etsy that I've learned since 2016. Um, and then I also, if you have like very little time, I have in there a fast track. So if you're like, no, Lizzie, 20 hours is not a benefit to me. <laughs> that feels overwhelming. I have a fast track where you can get through the really important stuff in five hours or less. So um, that course is usually $597 and it's currently 50% off. It's only $297. Um, the sale's been going on for a while. Tomorrow's actually the last day. So the if you're listening to this, hopefully um, on the on midnight of the 12th of um, January, that sale is over. Um, in addition to it being half off, it's coming with the original AI workshop I did for creating mock-ups with Midjourney. That's getting added on free. So if you had any curiosity about that, but you didn't want to invest in it, this could be a great way to just like really fill your tool belt. That's the first thing. The second thing is I'm running another AI workshop because all of my print-on-demand people... Um, we're like, hey, we love that you're making mock-ups and we can make them for ourselves, but how do you make designs for print-on-demand? I'm like, let me show you. So I've learned that over the last month and I'm doing an AI workshop live with you guys on Wednesday, January 17th. So next Wednesday from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time to show you how to create designs with and without text using Midjourney, um, Dolly 3 and Ideogram. So I'm going to cover some of it live and some of it we recorded. You know, I'll have like extras in the back. So if you want to do that, go ahead and grab a seat to that workshop. It'll also be recorded if you can't be there live. And if you use the code POD50, you can get $50 off that right now. So those are the two things that I'm running right now in the new year to help you um, fill your tool belt and get to the next level with your Etsy shop or feel, <laughs> feel the courage to start. So let me give you an update on these um, Etsy shops that I started. The first one was I started it in Octo late October of last year after figuring out that people were creating mock-ups for print-on-demand sellers um, using Midjourney. And if you're not as familiar, so print-on-demand is where you make a design, but another company puts your design on a t-shirt, sweatshirt, hat, tote bag, ornament, and they make the product and ship it out to the customer. So your job is to get the business, to design it, and they fulfill the order for you. So people love that because they don't have to touch product, right? A mock-up is a picture of basically a blank shirt. So let's say I'm gonna sell a design on a white hoodie. Um, a mock-up is just a picture of the person or the hoodie without anything on it. And then I use a graphic design tool like Canva or PicMonkey, and I position my design on there the way it's supposed to be on that mock-up, and I use that to sell the, the item. And that's great, right? Because that means I don't have to have a physical product of every single thing I sell. I can use a mock-up. So the AI design tool called Midjourney, which is incredible, um, will actually allow you to give it instructions to create those for you. I discovered this last October and I was mind boggled by it. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, what I was finding. More importantly, I couldn't believe the fast success that shops that were doing this had. I'd found like three of them initially and since then several more that just launched last year and were had made thousands and thousands of sales. There was one and I actually took, was, it's one of our listeners. She's incredible. I love her. Hey, if you're listening, just sending you a hug. I need to send you a happy new year email. 
Um, I'm not going to say your name, but she, uh, she was making $10,000 her second month selling these PNGs that she created. So that was the backstory. So I decided, well, I'm going to start one of these because I want to see what happens. And then I can teach you guys how to do it, which I did with that AI workshop for mock-ups. And I launched the shop and within a month I had over a hundred sales. It was crazy. And I was very, very active in the beginning there. Um, I stopped working on that because that shop and I, I was actually already going to be starting a mock-up shop with a friend of mine who's a photographer. And she had a baby and she's in the midst of newborn newborn life, which you guys know. And so I pressed pause on that until we could sit down and like iron things out. And so I'm, I haven't added new listings to that in like over a month. It's still getting almost daily sales. It's at 260 sales. They're all passive. And I actually just hired a VA. It's a VA. She's actually a high school student, uh, a friend of mine's daughter, who's going to start um, processing those for me so I can keep adding listings to that shop without taking out of my schedule right now and let my friend just rest and take care of her newborn baby until we can figure out how we want to manage all that. So then within that shop, I had tested this other product and it was a template that I created with MidJourney. Um, it's like technically a mock-up, but it's more of a template. And I had tested this type of product in that shop and it did especially well. It, so I sold a lot of them. And so what I ended up doing is pulling that product out of the mock-up shop and creating a separate digital product Etsy shop, all created by AI, like they're 97% of them created by AI. And then I edit them to make them a template. And um, I launched that shop in December because I'm insane. You guys, I mean, the way that I start <laughs> new, I'm, I'm shiny object syndrome. There are so many squirrels in my life. You can't even imagine. Um, I launched that shop because it was just, I was fascinated by how well that was doing. And I wanted to try something different. So the, the mock-up shop is, just, I'm running like a traditional Etsy shop. I don't have like a all access pass to it yet. I'm just selling things individually, very affordably because they're a digital mock-up. This shop, I'm using social media. I'm going, I've gone very, 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 very niche. So I am going after a very specific type of person looking for a very specific type of template um, that I, again, am creating with MidJourney. And um, the I sell the individual templates quite a bit, but what I sell the most and what I'm most interested in selling is a full shop access pass. And I'm selling it for $15 and I've sold a bunch of them. So I, I'm at 107 sales right now in that shop that is just under a month old. Um, and it only has maybe 70 listings. I'm really excited that people are trusting me to buy the the all access pass are obviously seeing the value in that because I'm going to work it up to 2000 listings. I do have a VA who's helping me create those templates now. She just started this week um, and she is overseas because I just can't manage all these things. So I'm like, how can I help these things grow? So I have data to give you guys, but doesn't take every single hour of my time. So um, I'm very excited. It's going extremely well. And social media, I'm on Instagram and Pinterest with that one. And um, Instagram is going pretty well because it's very niche. So I've just kind of gone in there and like just followed a ton of accounts. I'm not worrying about follows back. I've got, I am following well over a thousand more than are following me back, but I'm using hashtags. I'm using, you know, pictures and I am, I've probably got 370 or something followers. Um, and I am seeing that I'm already getting sales from there. So when using the hashtags and getting in front of the people who are following me, they are buying from Instagram. And that's interesting because I am kind of a negative Nelly about Instagram. I think it's really hard over there. 
And it's not the easiest, but um, if you go really niche and you get into a really active Instagram niche, that can do the trick. I'm not really seeing it from Pinterest yet, but I haven't worked that hard on it yet. It might be something I'll pull the VA in to pin for me as well. In fact, I hadn't thought of that. I should. I'm going to write that down. Um, maybe have her also help me pin. Um, I'm not trying to go fancy with the pins. I'm just taking the click and save from Etsy. So if you missed last week's episode um, or in the past, recently Etsy came out with this deal where if you share a link from your shop, you can save on the transaction fee that they charge you. So instead of it being 6.5%, you can get you can um, get 4% of that refunded to you by Etsy for the transaction fee. I will say I learned the hard way. You have to enroll for that program. I just started sharing links from my shops being like, awesome, and I wasn't seeing any refund. And then I realized, oh, I have to enroll. So make sure that you do that. I will, um, let me just do put that on my list to link for you. <laughs> I, I'm, it's gonna be it's gonna be a link heavy episode, but I hope that's helpful. I remember when I was beginning, like if someone could have just given me their list of what what works for like what helped, it would have saved me so much time. And I want to make sure that I um, I link that for you, so you can go ahead and opt into that program. So I am not trying to create fancy pins right now. I am just sharing the link on Pinterest, letting it generate the picture. You don't even type anything because when you hit, it looks like it's blank on the pin when you like load it in from a link. But if you just click save to whatever, um, to whatever uh, board that you wanna save it to, it actually auto-populates your Etsy listing title and description. So you don't even have to copy and paste or type anything over there. It looks like you do, but you don't. Try it. So go ahead, put the link in, pick the picture that you want, hit save to the board, and then, you can, and then you'll go over to the board and you'll see everything's been populated. So it's so stinking fast and easy. One of these days I need to do like a Pinterest mini course for you guys to show you how to do it, it like how to run this kind of deal. But um, in the past, I've had amazing success with Pinterest when I've actually taken the time to try. So that's the update. So um, needless to say, I'm still very excited about Midjourney and now also Ideogram. Um, Dolly, I'm going to talk teach about Dolly in that workshop, but I, I'm so far I'm not as excited about Dolly. I think Ideogram is so cool because it's free. You get 25 downloads a day. And it's really easy. Like you just, it mid-journey takes a little more technique and finesse, which is why I think it requires a workshop. Ideogram, you can go over there and whatever. Like the reason you might want to do the workshop is so that I can show you how you turn it into an SVG and how you edit it into something that actually can be a high enough resolution to be sold. And, and um, the other thing is, is when AI creates an image, a lot of times there's kind of like errors and things in there that you need to remove. And so learning how to remove that and, and freshen it up and then upsize it so that it's the right size those kinds of things are really helpful um, and how to, how to prompt it effectively. So I'm very excited. I'm going to continue pursuing these things. It's really fun get making, you know, $45 or so a day in passive sales between these two shops. I'm not hating it at all. And I'm really excited for the potential when I can actually have thousands of listings in them that are popping off and, and selling here and there. Um, so I'll keep you posted. That's the update. And I hope that was interesting. Y'all let me know if those are, I, I don't know, a lot of times when I do updates, y'all love it. So there's that. Let me dive into this, this list of tools that I use. Um, if you guys watch, have ever watched Gilmore Girls, I feel like I'm talking 10 times faster than Lorelai today. I'm going to take a drink real quick. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a whole different level of chatterbox today, but there's a lot to cover. Okay, so um, tool number one, one of the one of the most amazing things, and I, I didn't learn this until the last year, is 
actually the Etsy blog. Um, you would not believe how much is on there. You would think it would just, you know, I, I feel like when um, different websites and resources create their help center or whatever, it's sometimes it's helpful and sometimes it's not. It's usually like not written in a way that's consumable. <laughs> you know, it's like too technical. We, we tend to be able to find better explanations for things through other people's content about it. And obviously there's so much out there about Etsy, like amazing, amazing content creators giving you information. But I really wanna draw attention if you're new to Etsy's blog, because I did not realize it will literally tell you how to do great SEO. Like it will literally tell you how to take great pictures. I have learned so much. It'll tell you what kinds of listing videos work the best. It, there's amazing, amazing content over there. I will say, um, I think it's written in a way that's very easy to consume. It's not technical jargon at all, um, but it is, you have to be someone who likes to read. So if you prefer to watch, there's other, th like we'll talk here about YouTube in a little bit and using that as a tool. But if you do like to read and that's a way you can consume, I highly recommend when you have questions, go to the Etsy blog first. And, and one of the reasons I say that is because you're getting it from the horse's mouth. And are there things that Etsy doesn't say? A bajillion, quadrillion percent, yes. And that's where some other creators' information can be really helpful to fill in some of those blanks. But what they do say is completely accurate. And that's helpful. You're not sifting through, well, what's actually true? So that's the first thing that I want you to know about. Um, check it out. You can figure out what's trending. You can find out what's coming up. You can find out what new things they've done to the platform. You can find out how to do absolutely anything in your Etsy shop right there. Number two is the actual Etsy site. So a lot of times we think, oh, we need to get all of these third-party tools to like, you know, be able to run our shop well and make sales. And like in the beginning, <laughs> when I started there, as far as I knew, there weren't even any tools like that. Now there are a bunch of them and I use several and I really don't want to go without them, especially as your coach. I want to have I want to have the paid tools to be able to give you even more data than the Etsy doesn't give us. But there's so much you can learn from the Etsy platform itself. So, um, you know, when you're trying to pick a product, for example, like just go through the main Etsy categories, take a look at what, you know, where are there a lot of bestsellers? Where are there a lot of, um, a lot of uh, different types of products? Like look, that's how you can figure out where there's some demand, right? You can use the site itself. The other thing that I think is really underutilized is let's say you, um, let's say you wanna sell headbands and you go to etsy.com and you're gonna search headbands and you're gonna see what the competition looks like. You're gonna see you know, how many competing listings there are for it. If you look at the top of any search results in the upper right-hand corner, it's gonna tell you how many listings with ads there are for that. And that helps because if there are hundreds of thousands, you know, okay, headbands are obviously in demand, but how am I gonna compete with hundreds of thousands of listings? I need to find a way to get a little more specific than just headbands. Like maybe you're gonna become the special like unicorn headband maker, or maybe you're gonna make headbands for dogs <laughs> or dolls. Finding a way to niche down and get more specific on an audience will help you cut through the noise of that busy niche. But you're gonna look for the best sellers um, for whatever it is you decide to do. I suggest looking for at least five and then study them. You're gonna open them up in another little browser window and you're gonna look at Okay, what, how have they set up their title? What's in their photo gallery? Making notes of every different type of photo they have because there's a reason why they have it. 
looking at their description. Okay, this is going to tell me, oh, wow, people want, they want to know what the material is. They want to know, look at what they've listed there, maybe sizing information. Um, maybe there is the color information. Look and see what's in their description because that's going to need to go in yours. Look at their reviews. This is one of my like little secrets that I want you to know is like, don't just look at how they've set it up, although that's extremely helpful. Look at the reviews because you're going to learn. <laughs> you're basically going to be able to start your shop like you've already been running one for a few years because you're already going to have the customer data going into it by seeing what people loved, what they hated. What do they say over and over again? Are there ways that they use the product that you wouldn't have thought of that can maybe help um, inform your keywords? Uh, this just happened to me recently on a on a on a product where I was using one keyword for it and I reached people I was doing really well and then I got a review and they and the person was like oh I used I used this template for this and I was like what I had no idea people did that and then when I went and searched it was like a humongous like niche it was this whole opportunity and so you can learn a lot by seeing what they say in the reviews I also suggest that you pop over and you look at the shop at a whole because you uh, on, on the whole, because you might then get ideas for adjacent products you can create. So those are the two big ones, obviously completely free, totally underrated. You should be using them if you're just getting started, though they will tell you pretty much everything you need to know. The next thing that I use, um, I'm just gonna reorder this a little bit because I was about to say one that I really think would be more helpful for you. Well, no, I'm just gonna say it now. Okay, so it's called Bitly, B-I-T dot L-Y. And what Bitly is, is it is a website that can um, shorten links for you. So for example, let's say you need to copy your Etsy listing link and send it to someone in a DM. And when you paste it in there, it is this long, fragmented, messy looking thing. And I know in that instance that like Instagram just shows the picture anyway, they don't show the long link. But there are instances and in emails and things like that where the whole link does show. And that drives me crazy. Um, another application of this is when you're setting up your own listings, you should be putting in the listing description links to other listings or other sections in your shop because the shopper might be in there. I had this happen in my sign shop all the time where they loved the sign, but they wanted a different font. I remember this one in particular, I had an Our Kitchen is for Dancing sign. I had it in like seven different fonts or something like that. And so I would list it in my shop, like love the sign, but want a different font, question mark check out these other listings. And so then I would have like, you know, I'd have like romantic font and then a link to that listing. And then I'd have block font linked to that listing. You get it, right? Like calligraphy linked to that listing. And I didn't want these long, ugly looking URLs. So I would take the long URL from the listing. I'd go over to Bitly. I'd put it in there and it would shorten it for me to something that was just so much easier on the eyes. So they have a paid version and a free version. I've never paid a cent to Bitly. Um, highly recommend that anytime you need to shorten links for aesthetics or sanity or whatever. So that is a really good one. Um, another, another tool that I have learned about more just in the last two years is um, the Creative Law Shop. So if you've been around here for a while, we have a, we have like a, how do I want to say, like a household name intellectual property attorney. Her name is Paige Hulse. She's adorable. And I love her so much. And she comes on the podcast to help us kind of with some legal stuff. So like for sure, look look for those episodes if you're new here. Um, what I like is, so like, please know, I stink at that kind of thing. Like I, 
definitely didn't even, and this is not legal advice, but I didn't set up my LLC for years. Like I operated as a sole proprietor with my social security number because Etsy let me and I didn't know any better. And so I, I want to go la 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 when people start talking about accounting or um, law to me, just so you know this. And Paige made it very digestible. So if you feel very overwhelmed, but you know in your gut that you need to be responsible and you need to listen to the legal stuff, I promise you this is much easier on the ears and the psyche than like crazy legalese. So check those out. But um, not only is Paige an actual attorney, but she has this really cool side of her business called, uh, and it's shopcreativelaw.com. And she has a blog full of resources and she has templated um, legal documents that you can get. So for example, when I formed my LLC, I bought her template so that it wouldn't get me into trouble. When I started affiliate marketing, I use her template. My website terms and conditions, her template. Physical product Etsy shops especially, um, but you know, pretty much any. You're, you want to have, and she goes over this in one of the episodes, there's certain things that you want to have in your um, kind of the legal setup of your shop, you know, where you can put your policies. There's things that she said, because what she does is she works with Etsy sellers who've gotten into trouble or have problems. So she sees it from the other end of what could happen. So something to think about. The point is, she has those legal templates. You don't want to just go get something free off the internet because they're not the ones who are in the courts like she is dealing with these day in, day out. She's got all the provisions you need. Um, so you can get the templates from her and just trust that they're written by somebody who understands this industry, not just some like whatever attorney. It's someone who specializes in Etsy and creative entrepreneurs. And she she's even had an Etsy shop. So um, I will say, uh, look at the show notes for this because they're not like, this is not a $25 deal. They cost a couple hundred dollars. That's what really good legal, I mean, nothing compared to hiring her by the hour, but um, there is a coupon code that I don't even know what it is. So you have to look at the show notes <laughs> that she gave me to give you 10% off. And uh, she's even let me use it for myself because I'm just like, I, I need all the help I can get. So something to think about there. Um, it was especially helpful when I formed my LLC because I didn't want to take any chances with that. Great resource. I'm very glad we have it and we have her in our back pocket. Um, the next one, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, is Pinterest. It is so easy for Etsy sellers because Pinterest is also a search engine like Etsy. Pinterest is very visual like Etsy. Like people shop with their eyes. They study Pinterest with their eyes. Pin people on Pinterest are um, in the, in usually in more of a shopping kind of state of mind than, for example, someone on Facebook. Someone going to Facebook, it's like they're going to a, a like a barbecue reunion, and they're in connection mode. Someone going to Pinterest is like someone going to Amazon or going to Sephora. They are ready to buy. They are they're shopping with their eyes, um, or at least looking for a yummy looking recipe. But the point is, they're in a very different mindset than somebody who is on Facebook, for example, or on TikTok. Although TikTok, fascinating. Um, so Pinterest is a great place to get more eyeballs on your products completely for free. You start your own Pinterest account, you share the, as we talked about, the share and save link from your Etsy shop over there, and you can show up in the search results over on Pinterest as well. So I have used that for most of my shops, especially my wood sign shop, and that was a big deal because people were looking for decor on Pinterest for sure. Um, the next one is going to be one of our third-party paid tools. So this is the first thing, I guess, other than the, the law templates, but this would be like a paid service. It's called Sale Samurai. If you've been around here for more than two episodes, you've almost definitely heard me talk about it. 
What um, I will include a little like short YouTube tutorial that I made showing um, all the different things in Sales Samurai so you can kind of take a peek at it and see what it does. This is um, a tool that right now I don't ever want to live without because when I go to Etsy, it's like a plugin that you put in your Chrome browser. And then when you go to Etsy and you type in a search term, it's going to then, um, you know how you get like the little, you type in the search and then it drops down like suggested, other suggested terms, which is really helpful because it means other pe people are also searching for those things on Etsy. Sales Samurai next to it will tell me how many searches there are per month for that word, that term. And that's really helpful. So sometimes in coaching sessions, some people see like you guys are really excited about what you're selling and I'm like, oh th yeah, that's a great idea and you do a beautiful job. Let's go see what the demand is. Like are people on Etsy shopping for this? And we go and we type it in and there's like 10 searches per month for that. And it's like, wow, like that's just not gonna be enough to create the results that you want. How can we pivot a little bit from this into a different micro niche that has more demand on it? Um, or on the other hand, it might tell me, oh my gosh, there's hundreds of thousands of searches for this every month. This is an amazing, this is very high demand. Like, okay, now let's use the tool to figure out, you know, where we can penetrate the market. So that's the next part of it is that Sales Samurai will then also have this button you can click and it'll give you 500 related keywords to what you typed in. So if I type in Christmas ornament, it'll tell me how many searches there are a month for Christmas ornament. And then I can click and it'll tell me 500 phrases that are similar to Christmas ornament. And it'll give me um, how many searches there are a month for each one of those and how many competing listings there are for each one of those, like at a glance. And it allows me to figure out, okay, Christmas ornament as a search term is extremely saturated. Yes, there's tons of searches for it a month, but there's even more competing listings. But, and this is just an example, I haven't looked this up, but if I do um, a, uh, I, have a, I have a dog that's a Morky, uh, a Maltese Yorkie mix. Oh, but if I do a Morky ornament, there's 7,000 searches a month and only 30 competing listings. That's amazing. There's all this demand, but there's no, there's very little competition. I need to create not just a Christmas ornament, but a Morky Christmas ornament. And that's the kind of data that I right now only get from Sales Samurai. And um, it has, especially right now for me in the digital space, because I didn't have these tools when I had my sign shop, in the digital space transformed what I was able to do. Also, my print-on-demand shop, which is on vacation mode, all the sales I was getting was because I was finding these micro niches um, from Sales Samurai. So enough about that. Uh, it's a, they have a three day free trial. And then, um, I do have a coupon code for 20% off your membership ongoing. It comes out to $8 a month, but at least try the free trial if you want to see how it works and then look at the video. There was something else I was going to tell you about that and it just escaped me. Um, anyway, yeah, there's even more that it does, but I won't go into that more now. Um, it's a really, really great tool. The second one, which I use in conjunction with it, it's another um, an, another service tool. It's called Everbee. And Everbee is quickly taking the space by storm and adding new features and functionalities so that we won't need several different um, services. It'll all be in Everbee. Um, just like Sales Samurai, it'll tell me how many searches there are a month. And what I really also use ever before, I use it for that, but I love because it um, has, it's another Chrome plugin and I can go into any shop or any listing and it, it like tabulates from behind the scenes and tells me how much money that shop is making a month for each listing, how many sales they've had total all time on it, 
how many sales they get per month on it, how long has that listing been up. I mean, the data is incredible. It shows me every single tag that they use, but I can click one button and it copies all of their tags that then I can save to use in my own listings or at least inform my tags. It gives me so much data about why other listings and shops are doing well or not so that I can make informed decisions for my own listings. Same thing about the shop itself. You can go over and see how old the shop is, which I really like to see. It helps me know like, okay, they've got 2000 sales, but they're seven years old. So they're not like hopping right now, so to speak. Versus like when I, this is how I discovered those mock-up shops last year is um, these shops were four months old, <laughs> making thousands a month. And I was just like, what in the world? I figured that out because of Everbee. Everbee has a free version. So you can get that one plugged in and um, you only get like so many searches per month or whatever, and you don't get some other other features. But um, absolutely spectacular program, totally worth it to have at least the free version to play with in the beginning. They also have um, a, a, a feature called Everbee Email. Like that's gonna be where you're gonna be paying for that. But what it allows you to do is build an email list and um, be able to communicate with your customers down the road because that's the way that you create repeat customers coming back and reminding them that you're there. Just in the last week, Etsy came out with an email saying that um, for all of their third-party pro party providers, there's this thing called an API. And what it is is like these third-party providers are able to get permission from Etsy through the, to connect through their API, which means that they they're able to get some information from the back end of Etsy and integrate with Etsy to be able to provide their service for us. It's a wonderful thing for like web developers and it gives us great services we wouldn't have otherwise. Well, Etsy is discontinuing giving through their API their customers' email addresses. I'm not sure what happened or why they didn't say, but they said they were gonna stop doing that. And so in the case of some of these companies, um, that will affect their services a little bit. So um, for example, like Everbee email, the way that it worked when it came out like about a month or two ago, is it was pulling through the API, it was pulling the email address to start helping you set up your email list. And there, are, this just happened last week and, and the like Everbee, I know the owner and he didn't even know about it. Like he found out when we all did, God love him. And so they're on it, they're fixing, figuring out a workaround. We'll still be able to use Everbee email. It just might take an extra step on our part. We may have to, provide the customer's email since um, since it won't be put over there automatically. So we'll see how that goes. But the point is, is that as you're thinking long-term about your business, it's really important that you don't just put all your eggs in the Etsy basket. Etsy's spectacular. You're going to do great. Rules can change at any time, though. It is their playground and they make the rules and they can suspend you at any time for reason or not. And it's very frustrating, but it's just the nature of the business if I could change it, I would. I sort of wish I could just go build my own platform. Um, but the point is, is I don't want you, like so many of my clients, like it's happened to people where they're out in the cold because they lost their business. It's much less damaging if that happens, but they've already also got an email list from their customers they, and permission to continue contacting them off of Etsy. They've got social media or they've got their own website. They have something to fall back on. So you don't need to be overwhelmed right away. If you haven't even started yet, like let's just get you on Etsy and starting to learn some of these basics and you can start stacking these security measures as you go. It's just like how you get out of college. You don't have a million dollars in savings right away. You've got to 
start with what you've got, right? I'm going to save, you know, 10% of every paycheck right now just to start building my nest egg. You don't start with everything. So you don't need to worry about all of it right now, but I do want you to have in the back of your mind, okay, as this grows, I need to start thinking about the legacy of my business and how I'm going to secure it long-term. Um, there's another company that I have used and recommended before Everbee Email came out, and it's called CraftKit. I actually don't know how they are responding to the current um, email API situation. My guess is they're working on a workaround as well. It wouldn't be that hard after. If you can build that kind of a platform, you can figure out how to work around this you know, email API issue. But CraftKit is another one that many of, uh, many of my listeners ha also have used before Everbee Email came out that can help you to build an email list. So it kind of just depends on you know, which one works better for you. Um, the other thing that Everbee does that I think is really neat and it is gonna be on a more expensive monthly platform is, but it looks for copyright violations. So something that I forgot to, or that I didn't forget, but I, I'm going to tell you about is um, about how it's really critical when you're selling things anywhere that you don't violate other people's intellectual property, like a trademark or a copyright. And we see this all the time and it looks like people are getting away with it on Etsy. So we just go ahead and do it too, maybe because either because we know or because we think no one cares, but we don't end up seeing the aftermath of the suspended shops or the lawsuits and all of those things that happen after people do this for a while. So anything, um, you cannot make money on someone else's creativity without their express written permission. So for example, it is illegal to sell something that has anything about Taylor Swift or her song lyrics or her album, anything on it. Are people doing it? Yes. And her lawyers are particularly vicious. <laughs> so it's going to catch up with them. And, and I really hope that they either... I'm worried about them, I put, and I don't want it to be you. Um, Disney is another one. It looks like everyone's selling Disney stuff all over the place. So there's no like, like immediate flag on Etsy for that. Their attorneys have to come after you to get that dealt with, and that's why it looks like this is just fine. It's not, and people get in really big trouble for it. So um, I don't want that to happen to you, and you need to, before you do anything, so, so that's part of it. Some of it's obvious, pop culture, TV shows, books, songs, musicians, um, celebrities, shows, anything like that, books, you can't use any of that legally without their express written permission. You can sometimes, um, like sports teams are another one, you have to go buy the license to sell things with that on it legally without getting yourself potentially in trouble. So those, are, those should be more obvious because we know someone else has built that company, that brand, and we can't just make money off of it because there is demand there. The other side of it, though, is there are lots of smaller companies that have bought phrases, for example, or images that they own the rights to. A, bit, a really popular one would be like the smiley face. People think, oh, it's just a smiley face. Any of us can use a smiley face. No, there's actually a smiley company. I'm not owned by me, unfortunately. And they will come after you if you are using a smiley face on anything. You can't do that. It's trademarked. Another example is a phrase like happy camper. And there are hundreds of these phrases that are actually trademarked. Um, so don't get yourself into trouble. But I, I say all that to say, Everbee has a tool in there that scans for those for you. So if you create a listing that has terms, because it can't, it can't just not be your product. You can't have it in your tags. 
in your description, in your titles, any of that can get you into trouble. Everbee scans your listings for you if you get that particular add-on to your service and gives you like a warning, like, hey, you have a trademark violation here, look into it. Um, that is a really, really cool feature. It's gonna be more pricey, but depending on how big your shop is, because what can happen too is you create the product, you're totally fine, and then two years later, someone's trademarked it. And Everbee is doing the scan through the, um, the trademark um, governmental agency's doc files, and it'll like warn you, oh, hey, now this is trademarked, you need to look at it. So that could be really helpful. But um, you can also search for them completely free on a website that is USPTO.gov. And I will link that for you, of course, with a little tutorial on how you would do a search there. Nothing that I tell you is legal advice. I'll just get us both into trouble. But I wanted you to know that um, you, can, you can search for trademarks there. Copyright is a little stickier. Just don't use something anyone else has written. <laughs> <laughs> ever like that is that's all going to be copyright unless it's in the public domain because they've been dead for x number of years so this is very much this isn't even like kind of legal 101 i just want to i just want to raise your attention to some of this if you're newer so you don't get yourself into trouble so those are great tools to use um canva and kittle are the two main tools that i use to create any kind of graphic so for a print on demand shop if i you know want to make a design I am doing it in Canva or Kittle. And um, also for editing any kind of photo um, from my, um, when I created my logos for my shop, I did that in Canva. When I need a, um, like a, I really recommend that you put a lot in your, in your photo galleries, like any FAQs that customers will have, don't count on them to go down to your FAQs or into your product descriptions you wanna have it in the photo gallery because that's the only place that most people look and you can put it on a graphic. So I make those in Canva. I just go create a square graphic and put whatever text on there as pretty as I can for what the person needs to know. Like for example, for my shops, my digital shops like this, uh, like there's one that says, this is a digital product. Like, you know, your file will be delivered to you upon purchase. Nothing will be mailed to you because people get upset. Like I didn't receive anything in the mail. So I make sure that that's in the photo gallery. Canva and Kittle can help you make those. Another tool that can kind of help um, if you are doing more graphics heavy things is a membership to Creative Fabrica. And it is a site with millions of graphics and fonts and other things that you can use commercially. And you just, um, uh, you go to Creative Fabrica, you search, you find what you want and you download it. And then you upload it into Canva and put it on whatever design you know you want to incorporate it into. And it is wonderful and it has helped so much to be able to have a diverse library that's more than just what is in Canva. So I love that one. It's a monthly membership and it will be, it, I'm not gonna say it the price because it kind of changes, they like run specials. So go to the link and whatever the best deal is right now, you'll be able to get it there. Um, Another thing that I use is Facebook groups. Um, it's very helpful to be able to see what other sellers are experiencing, um, to search you know, through the previous posts if I'm having a problem and see if there's a solve for it, and just to be aware of like the hive mentality of what's happening on Etsy. I will say you have to have very thick skin for most of them because people are not kind. And like, for example, if you have them do a shop review for you and give you feedback, it can be really helpful, but people can also be really ugly they just don't hold back at all. So be careful about that. Um, at the end of last year, I actually created a Facebook group for our podcast family. 
and I will link that one. And the, the thing that makes us different is I don't allow any negativity or, um, or unkindness. So people are immediately kicked out of the group if they start talking about Etsy's trash, I'm out of here, like, how can they do this? Like, no, we're, we're here to support each other and find, find solutions, not whine. If you're having a hard time, that's one thing. Like, by all means, like, share what the problem is and we'll help you. It's something else to be just super ugly about it. And then if um, someone's making fun of someone or not being kind or um, just being unprofessional, they get kicked out. So we run a really tight ship in terms of culture inside of my group. It's not going to be as big as some of the others, but it's going to be safer. And you can see what's going on at Etsy there. You can collaborate and talk to and get to know other sellers and you can get questions answered. So that's really been a big thing for me. Even today, like I'm still in all of these groups because I want to know what's going on um, so I can pass it on to you and help anticipate problems and solves for them. The next tool is YouTube. So um, it's so funny. Like it, when I, I went to, um, I spent two years at Purdue University. It was my first college and I studied interior design there. And then I transferred to the University of Illinois at Champaign. They didn't have interior design, so I transferred into history because I enjoyed history for several reasons. And everyone's like, what are you going to do with a history degree? Because I wasn't planning on teaching. And um, the great thing about getting a history degree or like a, ge gen a general liberal arts degree is I learned how to read, write, and research. So no matter what I'm doing career-wise, I know how to read, write, and research. And um, so often I'll get questions that like you could save yourself time by literally just going to Google and typing in your question or going to YouTube and typing in your question. These are amazing resources that literally on the first page of those results, you're probably going to see something that will answer it very quickly and easily. And um, YouTube will have almost every single Etsy question you can have. Someone's got an answer for on there. And I just recommend that you look for the most recent one. Sometimes I'll even add, like I'm saying, um, how to set up Etsy ads 2024, just add the year. So because the platform changes. So YouTube, you probably already know this, but is your friend for just about anything you need to learn on Etsy. There are so many wonderful experts out there. Um, are they going to have different, different answers for different things? They are. And I used to think that was a bad thing, but um, having done this for a few years now and meeting so many of them, what I've learned is it's actually great news because there are so many different paths to success you don't have to do it exactly the way Lizzie Smiley did it to get success. You might do it the way that um, Brittany Lewis, who is Be A Wolf Biz, she's incredible if you're in print on demand, she does it so differently than all of us. She actually gets, in some cases, like way better success. Um, there are different paths to success. And so I think what's important is find people to listen to that you really resonate with. You know, you enjoy listening to them. They feel very relatable for you. You feel like you trust what they say most of the time. And um, you can have several of those. There are so many, there, there are a couple of bad actors, but they are fewer than you would think. And most of these people genuinely, like, are they, are they trying to make money? Absolutely, we all are. If You wouldn't be on Etsy if you weren't as well. And that's okay. But they also really, really, really care about their students' success. And they would rather spend their time helping you than just building another shop. It, could, it would actually be a lot less stress to, for us to just build additional shops, right, than um, uh, sometimes be, be trying to build courses and things like that. So uh, YouTube is an amazing resource. You probably already know that. 
The next thing I use a lot is a, it's an online calculator. I really want to build one of these into my own sites. It's just not the cheapest um, project. There's other things I need to prioritize, but I'm going to link for you a calculator where you can put in um, basically like the cost of your product and any other fees like shipping and whatever. And it's going to say what your net profit would be like what after all the Etsy fees and the shipping and the other and whatever, how much you would make on that product. And it can really help you when you're trying to price things so that you don't take a loss on them because the Etsy fee calculations, if you're not a math whiz, which I am not raising my hand, it really helps. So I will link an Etsy calculator for you to use. Um, the next thing we're kind of, kind of getting into some print on demand um, things that I use. One of them is a Chase credit card. Um, so print on demand is interesting because like I said, it's nice that you don't have to touch product. You are creating the design, you are linking to a fulfillment company who will then when some when when a customer orders, you know, like I said before, my white hoodie with, um, like if you saw my AI workshop coming up, I created one that has a raccoon on it and it has the text snack thief. <laughs> and so let's say someone's gonna order my snack thief white hoodie. I just connected my Etsy shop to Printify. Someone comes in and orders it on Etsy. Etsy's connection to Printify pings, and then Printify goes and creates that sweatshirt and ships it to the customer in the size and color that they ordered it. Um, so, But when they do that, Printify bills me for the sweatshirt. So I immediately pay for the sweatshirt when it goes into production, and then it ships out to the customer, and then um, depending on if I have a reserve on my account, Etsy then pays me. And it's hopefully a few dollars more than what I spent to have it made at Printify. So, um, you know, those, you're not necessarily making as much on those, but you're not having to touch product. Well, for a lot of people, having that output of orders on their bank account is really difficult. If you get a credit card that you pay off every month or every time you get an Etsy deposit, then Printify can just bill the card rather than bill your account and um, ship it out. And then when you get paid by Etsy, you go and you pay the credit card and then you keep whatever your profit is on that. Um, it can take a lot of stress off. And so I've got a Chase card. It's not technically a business card, I think. Um, it's better for beginners, but it has really amazing points. So in the last year, with just the points, the point benefits, I was able to get um, a new iPad, AirPod Pros, and an Apple Watch. It was like amazing points. And I wasn't even, like, I don't feel like I <laughs> spent that much. It was, it's really, it's, it's just a very good card. So I'll link that for you in case you would like to use a tool like that. Um, also for print on demand, I pay for um, Brittany Lewis, Bia Wolf Biz's Wolf School. It's a monthly membership that is $67, but she shows you what is in demand every single month. And she shows, it saves me unbelievable amounts of time. She shows you how to design for it. She teaches design. She does reviews. So she's got like all these different things you can tap. Every week is something different. There's like a, there's a uh, audio uh, recording of a mindset lesson, which I think she's especially good at mindset. I enjoy her for that. There's a design one where she's teaching you how to design. She gives you templates to be able to use to then just like pop your own designs in without having to start from scratch. And then she has a call where you get on live with her and she'll she will improve your design. So she'll give you feedback and it's literally the best value ever. I pay for that. I bought um, Heather's Print On Demand Academy um, course because I wanted to see her more advanced 
print-on-demand stuff. If you are a beginner, 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 you might be you might prefer Jenny from the Shops course because it's going to show you click by click how to set up and get started. It's much more for beginners. Heather's is going to be more expensive and more advanced. So it's great. We've got both depending on what it is that you need. Um, what else was? Oh, I use Printify to fulfill all of my print-on-demand stuff. There's many companies out there. The word on the street is Everbee is going to be coming out with their own, and that's really cool too. The other big one is Printful. Um, from what I understand, Printify has the most competitive pricing. I really enjoy them. I've had no reason to venture outside of them. So Printify is a great resource if you're wanting to do print-on-demand. You've probably heard that again and again, but in case not, and or in case you just heard about print-on-demand on this podcast episode, check them out. There's actually, um, I will link it. We had them, print, Printify's folks, come on the podcast to talk about print on demand and it was a really popular episode. It did, it told us a lot. So I'll link that. So if you wanna learn more. Okay, what else am I forgetting? Okay, physical product people um, for shipping. I wanna, what took me one of the longest things to hone was my shipping process in my sign shop, partly because they were just big and heavy and expensive to ship. So um, do not use Uline. They are so expensive. The cheapest boxes you can order online are from Amazon. Um, and uh, in the beginning, we were kind of building our own boxes. We went to Walmart and Lowe's and just bought, Walmart was the cheapest, bought just big moving boxes and then cut them to size. It was a pain. I was able to get more specific with Amazon. And we also were able, we found more affordable tape there because tape gets really expensive. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of smelly. I don't like that part we're using it again now for our move. And I'm just like, oh, I don't miss that smell but it's so much cheaper, it just saves us, it saves quite a bit of money when you're shipping stuff all the time. So Amazon had the best prices for those, unless you've got a local box maker and you can buy boxes in bulk. We needed a really specific size to fit our like long, thin signs. So we had a local box maker do it and it saved us a ton in the end. Um, also, you can save so much on ink and, and like stickers and things like that if you get a label printer. They're also just fun to watch. <laughs> it's kind of like ASMR, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I should make a video. Here's Etsy ASMR, but I don't know, or it's triggering for us, I don't know. But um, I will link my favorites for the boxes, the tape, the label printer, the labels. We also got fragile stickers from Amazon. It was the cheapest for sure. And a scale to be able to weigh our packages so we didn't have to take them to the post office. We would just weigh them, print our labels at home from Etsy labels because it saved a ton of money. I know there's other tools and I've heard that like um, Pirate Ship, and oh, what's the other one? I've heard they can save you a bit more money. I never integrated those. Etsy shipping was saving me over 8%. It was awesome. And then I just like, scheduled a pickup from the USPS site um, every day. And we became really good friends with our mail carrier. And he came by every morning and picked up our packages from the house. I didn't have to leave, which was great because I had a little, a little child. So you need a scale though to properly weigh your packages to print your labels. So shipping, I've got you covered you don't have to spend the next five years figuring it out like I did. You'd probably do it faster than me. <laughs> and if you don't quite want to do a label printer yet, for a long time I just did um, two two sheet. You can in the, in the Etsy shipping settings, you can say how many like labels you want per sheet, and then you can get from Amazon like uh, I always use the one where the sheet is cut in half and it so it's like a sticker and there's two stickers per sheet and you just like format within the back of Etsy. Okay, I want my shipping labels to be printed two per page, and um, and that works. And then you can just peel and stick. It was so annoying every day in the beginning having to like 
print them on normal paper and cut them and tape them. Like eventually those things just take too much time when you're shipping a bunch out every day. So um, that's it for shipping. For um, Google Drive is another one I use for my digital shop. So whenever I sell a bundle, you can only put, um, when you're creating a digital file, a digital product on Etsy, you know, you click in the beginning when you're, when you're like at a listing and setting it up, is it a physical product or is it a digital product? And when it's digital, you upload the files, like when you're creating a listing. And then as soon as it's paid for, Etsy just gives the links to those files to the customer. It's the best thing ever. So um, I think you can li currently link five files. So if you're doing a bundle, like for example, my, my shop bundle where there's like over 70 things in it, you there's no way I could link it all. So I just have a PDF that I create in Canva that's branded for me and it has a link to a Google Drive. I think I spend $2 a month on my Google Drive. Uh, you've got it free in the beginning. It just has to do with how many, um, how much memory you're using and then you might have to upgrade it, but it's very cost effective. And that is where I organize a folder of all of the things I'm giving my customer for a particular bundle. And then when they click the link on the PDF, it takes them to the Google Drive and that is where everything is. So if you're wondering how am I gonna do that part, Google Drive is the most, uh, you're still gonna get questions and issues with the link and whatever, but it's not too bad. And it's still the most universal way to do that. So that's how you deliver several files. Um, the last three things I will mention, I really already have, but they're on the list. The, oh, actually, yeah. The AI tools that I use most often, number one, ChatGPT. Um, I use it for anything text-based. It helps me write my product descriptions. It helps me come up with um, lists of things, like it gives me ideas for new products, or I the other day I created a faceless YouTube channel and it um, helped me come up with a name. Um, so it helps me brainstorm, it helps me write things, it helps me write emails. You could even, like, let's say you have a customer who's really upset. You can go into ChatGPT and say, like, help me um, respond kindly to this customer. And then you copy it, you paste in what they said, ChatGPT will spit out a response. And you can either use it, edit it, whatever. It just takes all of the stress off of that situation. So I love ChatGPT. Um, Midjourney is the one that I use to create graphics, like I told you. It's for all of my digital products right now, my templates. I'm using Midjourney to create amazing graphics. And then the newest one is Ideogram, which I'm using for print-on-demand products. And so Midjourney is paid. The first, the lowest one, ChatGPT, I still think mine's free. I think you can do that one free. Midjourney, you can start at $10 a month. I spend $30 to $60 a month. Oh, because I've got two accounts for it. Because um, that's the only way to keep your images private. So if you don't want them being seen by other people, you've got to upgrade from the $10, but you can start at $10. Ideogram is free up to 25 downloads a day, which is an amazing deal. So um, you, I have plowed through this and it's been, it's taken 57 minutes. So if you're still here with me, oh my gosh, I'm giving you the biggest bear hug and thank you for sticking it out. But I hope, hope and pray that this will just, I'm sure, I'm sure you almost need a shower to wash this off because it was so much information. I'm sure you'll need to come back to it again and that's fine, but this is everything that I use. I'm I may have forgotten something, but these are the key ones. I thought about this list for over a week. Oh, okay, one more. Um, Julie's Biz Boutique. So if you want to build on social media, but you have no information about social media, you know nothing, it feels like a foreign language, you don't know where to start, you don't know anything, there is a monthly membership that I am in for Julie's Biz Boutique. Julie um, is an Etsy seller who made 
thousands and th I think hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars selling wreaths on Etsy. And that's hard. That's a hard niche to break into. She has now um, a YouTube channel. She has over a million followers on her different social media. She has a Facebook group and she also teaches how to make wreaths. So she's got this just amazing business. She's been on the podcast a few times. If you want to go back and search social media, you'll find her. She has a monthly membership where you go in there and there are new lessons every month, but even, even more than that, there's a library of information of how to use every single social media platform well. And she keeps me up to date on what's changing because they change all the time and I can't keep track of all that. I don't want to go do the research. So if you want, if you're thinking legacy or you want to build on social media, that is the most cost-effective way because otherwise you're going to pay for courses or you're going to spend hours and hours on YouTube trying to find good answers. You go in there, you've got everything up to date, what you need in her library. I do not remember what it is, but it's under $50 a month for sure. So you can even just do it for a few months, get the information you need and pop out, but it's extremely valuable. That's the last one. Okay, now we're officially done. And I love you to pieces. I am rooting for you so hard. I'm over here praying for you every day. I am so excited for you. If there's any way I can help you, if you need to do a one-on-one -on -one coaching, if you just want to send me an email for encouragement, it, just, just know I'm in your corner. I am so here for you. And I really, really, really believe that you can do this. I know you may be questioning yourself. I know people in your life might be doubting you. I know you may have tried a million things before and none of them have worked. That was me. I tried so many things and only ever got a small measure of success. It wasn't until Etsy that I really caught my stride and it blew up. So I think that can happen for you too. I don't just think I know it can because I can do it, you can do it. And just don't give up. There's just a few things you need to learn and I hope that this helped. So I'm wrapping it up for today. Next week, I'm super excited. I've got another YouTuber coming on. Her name is Bailey, and she sells sublimation graphics like it's her job. Well, because it is her job. She's freaking amazing. Um, it's going to be a fun episode. So I'll see you then. And until next week, go make something awesome. Bye, you guys. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.